Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 11 of Shoe Booty Sports. We are going here late on a Tuesday night. This is our Christmas episode, Tuesday, December 21st. We're at a palindrome as far as the month and the day, 1221. Coming, coming to you recorded from Cabot, Arkansas. And we'll start off by... Throwing a little shout out to our sponsor, uh, Rhino Races. Rhino Races is a virtual race series. Uh, visit rhinoraces.com for details. Rhino Races offers five different races, a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, and a unique challenge called the Rhino Ultra. Five different races. Do all five. Get, in, get inducted into the Rhino Races Hall of Fame and get the gold buckle, custom-made buckle. Visit rhinoraces.com for registration and details. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and maybe more in the future. But right now, oh yeah, oh yeah and of course, see it, see our pretty faces on YouTube anytime. So check out those four, give us a like, give us a follow, and we'll go from there. But we're going to get started. A lot's happened since we last spoke this time a week ago. Oh yeah. And I believe the first thing that happened, we'll just uh, kind of go in order. Urban Meyer gets officially fired. On Thursday, December 16th, 13 games into the season. Uh, Shad Khan didn't even, want, didn't even want him to finish out the season. Uh, Meyer won two games during that rather chaotic stint as the Jaguars coach. Uh, how much of this is on Urban Meyer with the bar behavior? Uh, just the most recent reports of the spat with his assistants, calling allegedly calling them losers and him being a winner. But how much of this is on Urban? How much of this has to do with early unrealistic expectations? Meyer sent out an apology a few days back, and we'll kind of look into, of course, who knows with Urban, but we can at least take a guess at what would be next for him. But how much are we going to say this is on Urban? I think he, my take, he shot himself in the foot repeatedly during this little 13-game stint with the bar scene, which you just don't want to see your head coach out there doing. And also the reports with his assistants, who are pro guys, pro assistants. He hired a decent staff from the looks of things, at least as far as taking over this team. But... Certainly, Urban deserves his share of the blame. I think an equal amount has to do with unrealistic expectations, too. I don't know how Shad Khan could expect anybody to come in and take over this train wreck of a franchise, at least as far as the roster goes, and turn it around that quickly. And two games is about probably where I saw them being as far as, I mean, even though it's Trevor Lawrence, you got a, it's a rookie quarterback on a not good team, and they're sitting at two and eleven, at least as, yeah. of, as at least as of when this took place. So, uh, what what are your thoughts on it, Brad? I don't know if it's uh, 50 fifty right down the middle on uh, on the blame. I think it's more on Urban, uh, but yeah, I mean there was some unrealistic expectations. Hell, I think two games that's twice as many games as I thought they were going to win the entire season. Uh, I honestly thought they were going to let him play out the season. Uh, I think 
six hours after I said that last week, they let him go. So I had that, had that pegged right on the money, but, uh, yeah, uh, I would say, yeah, him talking down or whatever to his assistant coaches and didn't he kick a player and he kicked the kicker and told him to make the kicks dipshit. <laughs> like that's his quote. <laughs> yeah. Get that guy out of there. But yeah, that's that's this isn't it's almost like he was looking for a way out there towards the end, like after the whole like bar incident. It's like, oh, okay, maybe I want to go back to college. Yeah, but what would you what what job is he gonna take at this point? They're all they're all kind of taken, aren't they? They've all been yeah. locked up, all the big ones at least. So I I don't know. Uh, of course you have him now. I mean Yeah. <laughs> who I wants a college coach that kicks players? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's some like, uh, what, what was John Voigt's coach? What was the name of his character in Varsity Blues? The coach, like Bud, uh, Bud Kilmer. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's some <laughs> Bud Kilmer stuff, man. Uh, let's go, let's go make those kids. I don't want your life. <laughs> that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was some good, uh, Jonathan Moxon right there. Oh, yeah. Do that again. Do that again. That was pretty solid. <laughs> you can't do it again. <laughs> I don't want your life. <laughs> yeah, that was, not, that was pretty good. The first—it's no, not going to win an award or anything, but yeah. Uh, the first—I <clears throat> was—I was caught off guard at how good that was. That was pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not. I don't know that it's fifty-fifty. I don't. I don't know that I'm saying that. But I mean, Urban definitely did it to himself. At the same time. Shad Khan said he's been thinking about firing him for weeks. And the only thing I could think would be because of the bar, yeah, the bar incident, the thing with his coaches, but that was fairly recent when that happened with the coaches. Now, granted, you don't want your head coach talking about being accountable and being a leader and then going out and doing that, you know, having college girls grinding on you there, there at the bar as a married man, not the best look. So he certainly did it to himself, but at the same time for the owner to expect him to come in and turn around just like that. Not that he was expecting that, but I'm sure he was to an extent, but at the same time doing it in his chaotic fashion, this whole tenure has been a mess. It's been a dumpster fire and it seems to be getting worse. I don't know that what the expect. I mean, I just don't know what the expectations were. Like, what a, a quiet franchise, you know, like no news, just stay. We just want to see steady progression. I don't know, but it, it's been a mess on both sides. I think front office and and with Urban staff, but uh, Urban did issue an apology. You know, it, was, it seemed. I didn't I'm not gonna it. say I'm not gonna say it seems <laughs> sincere, but it, it seemed very Urban Meyer. I don't, I don't know how much of that you can take to heart, or just a PR stunt. Probably ninety eight percent of it is a PR stunt. Wow. But so we're not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get into that. But what do we see? What well, what's next for him? Is he going back to? Is he gonna take another college job? How no. old? How old's the guy? I don't know, early 60s or no, late 50s, 58. Yeah. 
someone will, someone will give him a shot if he wants to do it again because it's just a matter of time before the next coach goes you know so but as far as where he'll end up you know i, I don't have a clue i could see him going to the bro <laughs> that's the, i don't even know if i could see him going to the broadcast booth you know i mean it, it's he's kind of staying that image a little bit mm-hmm. or a lot of bit yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll see urban uh i don't feel sorry for the man now as far as uh the owner saying he's not gonna pay him i i don't know what that was just cause yeah <laughs> yeah that's i i don't know i don't i don't have really an opinion on that one i got i feel like you kind of have to be inside on that to to really have an educated opinion on it um you have to be inside to have an educated opinion on a lot of these things, but we're still going to have fun with it. Doesn't stop us. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not going to stop us from uh, chiming in. But I'd probably do it too if I were the owner. So we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens as far as that goes. But yeah, they they say all publicity is good publicity, but yeah, man, I don't know about some of that. Could be some lawyers involved in that, but good luck with that, Urban. But. He's doing okay. I have a feeling he'll he'll get by. Yeah, uh, he'll have, he'll have plenty of gifts underneath the tree this year. You don't have to worry about him. Yeah, we'll see. Not from the Jags. Oh, not from the Jags, but yeah, just <laughs> he's not hurting. So national sign or early signing day was the early signing period. What started or was last week, the day after our previous podcast. A&M landed the number one recruiting spot, uh, Alabama second, Georgia third. Pretty predictable order at this point. It's always those three kind of back and forth. But, uh, you know, Arkansas was, what, 18th or something like that? Yeah, I think I seen them at like 16 or 17 at one point. Yeah, I think. Where yeah, was they, LSU? Were they in the, they were in the top, <clears throat> were they in the top eight? I don't even know. I just saw the first three and I saw where Arkansas landed. I try, I don't pay too much attention to recruiting. Although the people, you know, the coaches that say things like, I'm not worried about five stars are the ones that can't get five stars. So you can't say that recruiting doesn't matter. Uh, It's, yeah, it's about developing players, but you got to, developing five star players usually works out better than as a collective unit than developing two and three star players. So it's hey, worked out pretty well for Alabama and A&M has gotten, has gotten better, you know, just as the years have progressed under Jimbo this year, they had hey, a lot of injuries. So the two stars go to college to play football, uh, probably not to play football. You know, they, they I've may... not heard of a two star recruit. <laughs> you know, <it's... laughs> I don't think I want... they're recruited at that point. I want to say that. There was a two star on like the main old NCAA uh, football games where like you you would start you know yeah. your you like know, yeah I could be a I could be a thing. two star <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't I don't know if I would have made two star I'm, I'd have gotten like a star I think I'm good for at least a saw yeah solid star and then they'd be like maybe star and a quarter I mean size and What's his 40 time? What does he bench? Dude, 
so so fast so strong it was off the charts pretty much <clears throat> are we talking about me or you both of us there's both yeah 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 we were on a two and eight football team we weren't getting a lot of uh phone calls yeah. but hey we dominated those two <laughs> that <games>. wasn't us <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true that it wasn't yeah it wasn't our thing or uh, fault i'm not entirely at least but so bo nix is going to oregon yep we'll jump Everybody into the saw next that college coming. thing <clears throat> yeah he wants to go get all that free nike stuff man i mean Why not? They got cool unis. Wear, wear a different uniform every week. See, the helmets are getting a little too too much as far as the little... Some of them look cool. Some of them are Whatever it is. Much. Now, see, I liked it when they still had the O on there, but just the different colors and stuff to go with it. I'm not the big... I mean, the, the wings, I guess, is what it is. The wings <clears> are the big... The big... Uh, canoe paddles or feathers or whatever they are i don't know what they are but i haven't seen that yeah you have it's like all they wear i don't now. pay that much attention to dang <laughs> jerseys like the, as far as i guess the helmet i'm talking I'm about like, their Ooh. helmet well yeah I'm, I'm talking about the helmet i didn't say as yeah didn't say i was very observant i just said i've seen them <laughs> yeah but it's probably a good move for him uh who, yeah, who I, I can't. Who did Oregon hire as their as their head coach? We do our research on Pac. The guy football, from, ladies and gentlemen, wasn't it the guy from Miami? Or no, he got fired. <laughs> no, he 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 <laughs> left Oregon. To, he left Oregon to go to Miami. <laughs> We're gonna change the name of this podcast to you guys that don't know what they're talking about. It's it's in the bio. We've got it. We've warned everybody. It's on there somewhere. <laughs> But <laughs> that's true. But it's probably a good move for him getting out of Auburn um, with unrealistic expectations. Yeah. You know, just a, a fan base that thinks they're Alabama, but they're not Alabama. I mean, they're, they're a solid second-tier SEC program. Yeah. But as far as... It's just it. It's hard to, it's hard to please Auburn football fans. You know, it's they just are. They are kind of what they are. They're going to have that really good year, but then they're going to have a lot of seven and eight win seasons, and that's just that just doesn't cut it there. Even though that's what they do on a consistent basis for as long as I can remember. Um. Like just they they just want you to beat Alabama or at least be consistent, and they did. Yeah. They almost had them this year. Um, they should have had them this year. Yeah, they should have. Just go down and bounce, man. Yeah. yeah, but Bryce Young with a Heisman moment. Part of the reason he's there and why Alabama is the number one seed in the college football playoff. But bo nix to oregon probably a good call i don't know what auburn's going to do at quarterback i assume they have a good idea but i wasn't too i wasn't too impressed with the guy they had i mean he was all right so that's hired the their new offensive coordinator the qb coach for seattle like the seahawks yep well it's, so, um, 
It's Russell not Wilson Shanahan. had a lot of good stuff to say about him, but I mean, we'll see. Yeah, as Russell Wilson's probably yeah. in his last season there. Because Russell but, Wilson's doing so good this season. Yeah. Well, he's been hurt, and yeah. well, it's just a mess. It's kind of a dumpster fire, too. So Yeah. But where where is the, you know, the Florida quarterback, Emory Jones, entered the transport portal, which is no surprise. He was looked like a running back playing. He just looked like a guy in the Wildcat every play. You know, it's like it's like um kind of like Arkansas does with Hornsby back there. You just kind of expect to run. Yeah. With Arkansas, if Hornsby's back there, they're running it. I, I think he's thrown like one or two passes on purpose, at least it seems like <laughs> statistically. I know that's not right, but that's what it feels like. It's like you know a run is coming. I don't even know if he's thrown it if he threw it twice, man. I mean, it, yeah, you could be that could be correct, but it's Florida. Florida should have a quarterback. There's plenty to choose from. I thought maybe Bo Nix would end up there, but I can see him wanting to get out of the SEC altogether and just go. And plus, yeah, you don't want to take a chance on seeing your old team. I think it makes sense to just. I mean, he he went about as far away. He went as far away as possible. You know, to from from the SEC. And still, and, and still go to a pretty solid program. So, I think it's a good mood for him. We'll see. What what is he? Uh, he'll have a year left. He was a junior this year. Yeah, and he can probably get a bonus season because of the COVID. So he has possibility of two seasons, but he shouldn't need more than one before he goes to the NFL. I mean, do we see? I mean, do you see him doing much at the next level though? No, but he he'll he all he's going to do is one year. You know, he's not going to do two years up there. Yeah, let's. I just have that feeling. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I could see that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Good luck, Bo. Uh, at least I don't have to hear yeah. true true freshman if, Bo Nix or. Every if he time plays he, like, yeah, it depends on what Bo they get. If they get the Bo that played against Arkansas, everybody watch out. He lit Arkansas Man. up. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Best of luck. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah. Good luck, man. But jumping to pro basketball now, this was a pretty cool one. This was, you know, the, the, this is an Arkansas tie for us. Uh, two Arkansas guys, at least two Arkansas natives, are on the Lakers roster at the guard spot. Uh, Austin Reeves, a Northeast Arkansas kid, uh, hit the game-winning three-pointer in overtime versus the Mavericks uh, last Wednesday, December 15th. Uh, it was cool to see him kind of get celebrated by the team and LeBron just giving him all kinds of props after the game. Uh, this kid is a 23-year-old walk-on from Newark, Arkansas. Attended Cedar Ridge in high school where he won three state championships, including one his senior year. I believe he was a player of the year in the state that year, too. Uh, Reeves signed with uh, Wichita State after high school. He chose them over South Dakota State and Arkansas State. Uh, he was never offered by Mike Anderson at Arkansas, which is a bit of a shame and kind of shows why, at least <laughs> partially, why, why Mike Anderson isn't there anymore. <clears throat> but it's pretty cool. Like the Lakers have a unique connection, just kind of with Reeves, uh, 6'5, now 197 pound guard. He was not that in high school, he was very thin. And Malik Monk. The two, those two kids, both from Northeast Arkansas originally, uh, Muck from Lepanto, 
little bitty town of Lepanto. And, of course, Reeves being from Newark. Uh, those two played against each other in the Class 2A final as freshmen in high school, which is one step above the lowest classification in the state. Uh, Cedar Ridge beat East Poinsett County 58-56 in that game, denying East Poinsett County a third consecutive state title. Monk, who was highly regarded coming out of high school, was actually 0-3 in state championship game appearances, losing his junior and senior seasons while at Bentonville. Now, he, I know that team was not expected to beat North Little Rock as a junior, but as a senior, they were heavily favored against Cabot and came up short, and he did not, he did not play a good game at all. But at least from a shooting point, going over 10 from three-point range. I was courtside for that game. That was back when I was a reporter, so I know this and remember it very well. But I do not. Yeah. But yeah I, on, I remember yeah. you telling me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was hyping this guy up like he was Michael Jordan coming out of art, you know, high school basketball yeah. in Arkansas. And I was just like, well, when's it gonna happen? You know. He actually did one thing where he took a he took a kid to the hole, Cabot's best player, just took him to the hole and scored like it was essentially nothing. And I just I remember just thinking, like, why doesn't he just do that every play? <laughs> He's gonna he's score. He's, he'll score every time if he does that every play, and he just didn't. He just kept relying on this brick shot, just shot after shot, just not falling. But building the house, yeah, he, he did that night. Um, but Reeves, on the other hand, was three and zero in state championship games. But both are twenty three year old guards for the Lakers. Uh, the two took very different paths. After being after that freshman finals appearance against each other, uh, after high school, Monk went on to become the SEC Player of the Year at Kentucky in 2017, uh, and he did he did make some big shots that season. Uh, I think they made it all the way to the lead eight before getting oust, ousted by North Carolina on uh, one of the last plays of the game. Uh, he was drafted 11th overall by the Hornets, and many were surprised that he fell that low. I figured that was about where he would land, but Reeves went undrafted out of Oklahoma before signing with the uh, Lakers on August 3rd. Uh, Reeves ended, ended his college career at Oklahoma. He was injured throughout his time at Wichita State uh, as a freshman and sophomore. Uh, had both labrums torn. He actually played with a torn labrum on his left side the first two seasons of his high school, or the last two seasons of his high school career and had it repaired as a freshman. Uh, then tore his right one as a sophomore, I believe. Yeah, and then had it repaired uh, during that season and uh, later transferred to Oklahoma and actually basically finished finished his time at Oklahoma as an all-Big 12 first-teamer, averaging 18 a game, but... It was pretty cool to and and seeing LeBron talk about him. Just uh, we I know I rattled off a ton of information at you all, but just to give you so a little you know. background on who these people are. <laughs> um, otherwise, you'd be like, "Who is that?" But so you know he was on cloud nine after getting props from LeBron, man. Who well, be? and he had a cool he had a cool nickname for him. He just kept calling him AR fifteen, which. Um, 
I thought good. it was a little funny just because of LeBron's kind of anti-gun stance, at least as far as things get you know seem. But it's a cool, it's a cool nickname. I just kept thinking, I was like, man, that's a dope nickname. But um, anyway, pr- pretty cool to see him t- celebrated by his teammates. Uh, rookie undrafted guard from Newark, Newark, Arkansas. So anyway, and going back to recruiting, uh, Deion Sanders in Jackson State landed arguably the top recruit in the country. Flipped a kid from going to Florida State to Jackson State. Travis Hunter. Yeah, corner named Travis Hunter flipped his commitment from Florida State to Jackson State on Wednesday, December 15th, first day of the early signing period. Uh, Now, he is the first five-star recruit to sign with an FCS team since ESPN started ranking players in 2006. So, what's that? what does that say about Dion as a coach and recruiter? Obviously, as far as a recruiter goes, that's huge. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, how long will Dion stay at Jackson State, though, if he's able to do things like that? I mean, before he gets another shot, you know, at a bigger school. I think he's going to stay there, man. I think he's gotten other shots, man. Like, well, his kid's there right now. So that's going to have a lot to do with it, too. And it's not like he needs the money. No. So, I mean, looks like he's having a whole lot of fun. Oh, oh, Coach Prime. Uh, my dad just doesn't get it. He's like, why, why would they call him Coach Prime? I was like, because it's Deion Sanders. It's, it's prime, prime time. time. It's Man, prime time. Come on. He's <laughs> prime. He, he, come on. He's like, no, call him Coach Sanders. I'm like, no, call him whatever he wants, dude. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I like Coach <laughs> Prime. It's just got to. Yeah, it's, it's going to connect it's, better with the kids. I mean. Yeah. It's, very, it's a very prime thing to be called Coach Prime. Yeah, I wonder how much money is going to, if it ever comes out, how much this guy's uh, NI, or, yeah, NIL, NIL deal or NLI deal, whatever your name like this image. Well, uh, NLI is National Letter of Intent. That, that's not being paid. That's just what you get, you know, when signing yeah. with a school. Yeah. But as far as that goes, image and likeness, I don't know what it would be, but you know he's going to light it up at the FCS level. Oh, Jack- Jackson State at the time he committed was 11-2 and two on the year, but, man, they got smoked by South Carolina State this past Saturday, and it wasn't yeah. close. They did not look good at all. I, I, caught, <laughs> I caught a large chunk of it, but even I, I tuned bit out. It. Yeah, even <clears throat> I tuned out just because it wasn't close. I mean – they were dominated for the vast majority of the game. No, I just remember a lot of people commenting on uh, his cool scooter. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just like the hashtag coach or the at coach prime and hashtag, you know, I think it was at coach prime, the little thing on the back of his shirt. But this means at apparently for those watching us hashtag. on YouTube. But yeah. I, I saw an article saying that this is going to be kind of the new trend or one of the, not necessarily a trend, but don't be surprised if this happens further. You know, high, highly ranked recruits just committing to smaller schools. I don't know how much of that will be the case, but because I think it's a big deal 
for a lot of these recruits. I mean, coming out of high school, these guys think they're the greatest thing ever anyway because, I mean, it's, yep. it's all they know, and they've shined wherever they've went. So I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a thing because you're going to go to these big places and you're going to be wooed by all these big-time schools. And you're like, wow, I want to be – and you see the fans, how they are. When a recruit goes to Alabama and sees what that is like, on game day and after a big win, of course, they're going to be like, and you walk through the locker room, you see the trophy cases. You're like, yes, I want to be a part of that. I can see the lure, you know, like I can see like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. I want to be part of this history. I want to, you know, I want to be a part of a championship team, but you better be good too, because if you want to actually be a part of it and get any kind of recognition as being a part of it, you better be the best of the best. So I, I, I guess I can see how some of these kids, it would be attractive to stay the big fish in a, a smaller pond, more shine on you, more spotlight on you. And the goal is to get paid at the next level anyway. But, mm -hmm. but it, see, that's the thing. It, it's harder to do that in football than it would be at say college basketball, like a uh, Ja Morant going to Murray. What was it? Murray state. It's easy to spot somebody like that as, okay, this guy's mega talented. He's going to, he can play at the next level as opposed to just lighting it up at a smaller school. Now it has happened plenty. You know, you see, um, you know, this is an F an FCS school, but I mean, Josh Allen being from Wyoming, yeah, I mean, you, you get you can get noticed. Uh, Carson Wentz, yeah, South Dakota State. So yeah, it it can it can happen. So I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're onto something. We'll we'll see what happens. But it's a it's a different thing. I was definitely surprised by it. But I don't know. Can it, can it happen more in the future? Only time will tell. But. It was a, I don't know, seeing them, seeing them just get mauled though by a like six and five South or South Carolina State team that that really kind of put a damper on things. So yeah, uh, they'll turn it around. Eleven two is not bad, but yeah, they did not look good in this last game. But we'll we'll go we'll jump to some kind of more interesting stuff from from the weekend. We'll jump into boxing, and in this case partially celebrity boxing uh well uh jake paul tyron woodley uh rematch <laughs> yeah man i mean he that was a knockout i mean that oh. was a that was quite the highlight i did not watch it live but i was nope. yeah i was just uh hanging out and i saw on my watch pop up it was a just a tweet from somebody saying jake paul night knock tyron woodley you know the out so i of course looked it up and it was a shot i mean it was a and it, <laughs> and it was and it was an intended shot i mean he was he acted like he was going to go for the body woodley fell right into it dropped his guard and he just came up and just solid just put him to sleep yeah but Woodley at Woodley was very respectful of him after the fight, saying you're gonna have to at some point you got to put some respect on this guy's name. Uh, so so 
is it time we start taking Jake Paul seriously as a fighter? What what's it gonna no, take? Ellie Paul. I mean, yeah, he fought, he knocked out Woodley, but I mean, Woodley only had what ten days to prepare for the fight. I mean, it was the last Two minute weeks, adjustment. Yeah. I mean, well, they said he'd been training, and well, of course I mean, he's that's been the training because last, that's the last guy ex, he fought. He's an ex fighter, but I mean, boxing's different, man. Like it is. I say I'll start respecting him whenever he like, you know, fights a for real boxer, not someone who, you know, dabbles in boxing, you know. I want to see him fight a legit boxer like that's in the top 10. Do it. Just do it. And that's fair because let's let's face it. Let's look at his 4 and 0 record or whatever it is. It's 4 and 0, right? Professionally. 4 and 0. Uh, three I knockouts. Can't, I can't tell you who the first one was. Like I can't remember. Um Nate Robinson. Nate the Robinson was the second ex basketball player. It was a some other YouTube guy for the first one, or no? And then it was Ben Askren. Ben Askren might have been the first one. I think Ben Askren was the second. Yeah, I believe Ben Askren was the second. But yeah, that dude didn't know what he's doing. That dude's a wrestler. Yeah, and was not like in in shape <laughs> no. going into that at all. Uh, he was coming off of like a hip replacement surgery too, so. Mm. that's going to make it hard to train. But, yeah, he, he's not a striker. He's not known as being a striker. So, it's a fair point to say that. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he has power. I'll give him that. But, I mean, yeah, fight I mean, somebody it, who can dodge it. But I watched, yeah, I watched the fight, and it was, I mean, it was not an entertaining fight. Like, it, it was just uh, a lot of, a lot of grabbing, a lot of tying up. Uh, it was sloppy. You know, Jake got a pretty solid headbutt. Now, sometimes just awkward fighters can do that. Um, but I mean, was it Frank Gore who got pushed out of the ring? Like during the exchange? <laughs> I don't know. I, I did see Darren Williams beat Frank Gore, and I oh, was surprised yeah. by that. I w I thought Frank Gore, like if, you, if I had to put you money would on think it, so. I would have put yeah. mine on Frank Gore. Darren Williams looked really different with the blonde hair and and all that. Just uh, not the, I don't know. Just just it looks funny kind of seeing that. But yeah, my money would have been on Frank Gore. But I mean, Frank Gore is 175 years old out there. See the shot of him on Twitter, the picture of him on Twitter, like it was just a perfectly timed photo, and he just looked like scared to death, yeah, like, <laughs> like he's screaming, like <laughs> yeah. I did see that. There's been a He's lot of like... memes about that. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of memes already about that, which as there should be. Yeah. But I I was still surprised to you know to see that Darren Williams won that fight. But yeah, he said Darren Williams said he's done, but you know Gore wants a rematch. Like, oh, yeah, I sure you want more money. And... Yeah, I, I I don't I don't see why you you would really need it. I mean, he's he was in the NFL for. 30 years, man. 112 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's third on the all-time rushing list, but he played 147 seasons. So, I mean, you're, you're going to do that. And and I can understand he probably – I mean, he had like, you know, 648 yards a season with the Jets these last 25 years. But, I mean, for, no, 
not to disrespect Frank Gore. I mean, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer as far as I'm concerned. Any anytime you can rush for what thirteen thousand yards or or sixteen sixteen thousand sixteen thousand yards, like even, um, dead yeah. even. He got there and kneeled down. And it's like I'm done. <laughs> no, I think he probably he got to like fifteen ninety eight, and the statistician was like. I'm just going to give him two more, like, real quick. Ain't, gonna, ain't nobody going to know. Like, I think about that when I see, like, a lot of these, like, especially in high school. Like, when oh, I was yeah, a reporter. I can imagine it being right. When I was a reporter, there was this kid at the Class 2A level, who, which is the lowest classification in Arkansas high school football. Uh, he had, he was, like, one of, like, I don't know two or three players to, to rush for 3,000 in one season. <laughs> 3,000, yeah. And he finished with 3,001. And I remember thinking, like, you know, those coaches, like, just gave him, like, an extra, like, 12 or something. They just went down the line and was like, oh, what? he could be, like, what, the third? Third person ever, second or third ever, two, three. All right, let's add two here, you, you know. <laughs> Like, I'm sure that happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you end with 3,001 exactly? I just don't buy that. But. Little fishy, yeah. And I kind of feel that with the Frank Gorn, his, like, dead even 16,000 career yards. But. Is it for real? Dead even 16,000? I think so. I think it's, yeah, I remember, because I remember seeing it and thinking, really? Like, right at 16,000? And, of course, they finally – they didn't re-sign him for the 52nd uh, season in a row, the Jets. Yeah. So, that's kind of understandably so. You got to make room for another running back to come in and go 2-15 and 15 on the season. But – or 3-14. and 14. Just missed that number one pick again. <laughs> so – the Jets are pretty good at that, just missing the number one pick. Yeah. Every year. So if you look at it from that perspective, it's successful for the Jets. So life in general is just all about perspective. But going I don't know, going back to Jake Paul, I mean the highlight the the highlight knockout itself though, you forget about how boring of a fight it was. But and and downright, I mean the dudes. I mean they fought hard, but they're just not. You you know Tyron Woodley's not a boxer. He's a and he he's a mixed martial artist. Like it's like watching us go out and play basketball. Yeah, we're gonna play really hard, but ain't that good? <laughs> it's like we're gonna okay, yeah we're gonna be sweaty, tired, but yeah, this yeah. yeah it's gonna be like ten to. Five probably. I don't even know if I'd even score five, and that's probably gonna be the score after like fifteen minutes. Like it's just not gonna be good. But we're gonna play our player butts off. I think probably. I could get more than five, but no. Well, you had ten in this scenario. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting the dub. I don't know. We know how it goes. Yeah, we know how it goes. We, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think you. I do res- I do respect what they're doing. I do I do respect that they're getting talked about and I like that they're just owning they're owning what they are. Like they're I mean they're plenty of money doing it. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not stupid. I mean they no. they realize what they are and, and I say they and I'm including Logan Paul in this. 
Uh, they know how to market themselves. They know how to sell a fight. And they know I'm not going to bite off more than I can chew, at least this early. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, uh, I respect what they're doing. They're finding what they're, they're getting talked about. And even though Logan Paul lost the, you know, the, even though, well, there, there were no scorekeepers, but Mayweather won the fight. You know that if you watch it, but it felt like also like a W for him. Cause like this, this YouTube, like Disney star kid just went the distance with maybe the best boxer ever. So arguably, so it, it's, I respect what they're doing. You know, I, I respect the passion they have for, for the sport and all that. I like that. I, I like that. They know how to sell a fight, know how to sell themselves. Uh, they're good in front of the camera. Uh, even the Polaroid camera, Logan was rocking at ringside. I know they, they just do these little things that trip me out a little bit and are kind of kind of cool to me like the polaroid camera they just comes out he's taking pictures of him with that old school polaroid but uh I, I did see where he yesterday spent logan paul that is spent three and a half million dollars on a sealed and authenticated box of first edition pokemon cards now i, I don't know how old logan is um I assume he grew up around that time when that better have been a big Archer. box. It, I mean, it was a, it was large. I mean, it was a big sealed box, but yeah, three and a half million man on that, which is he's not even going to open them. I mean, would you kills the value? He like could probably the, uh, now this dude could probably sell this crap. He could do the stupid unboxing stuff that people watch, and he could do a pay-per-view unboxing of these <laughs> damn Pokemon cards. And he could probably make more than 3.5 million. I mean possibly, but I mean this dude wore a chain of like and then he could sell them individually and just make more. Didn't he wear like a chain? I mean, wasn't his chain of like a of like a half million dollar Pokemon card, like in his fight to, with Mayweather at Walking to the Ring, you know what I'm talking about, right? Was it a card or just a Pokemon? I thought it was just a Pokemon. Well, it was a Pokemon card, but it was of course like, you know, framed and all that, like you do the real value cards and stuff. Not bedazzled, but just fr framed up, real, you know, nice, but. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see that. <clears throat> oh yeah, um, I don't know how you could have missed it. Not, I mean. not a surprise. I didn't see it. So, but yeah, it was the uh, yeah, it was like a half a million dollar, quarter million dollar valued card, a Pokemon card. I thought that was hilarious, though. <laughs> it's like you know, you see guys rocking these chains, and he's rocking this. It's more valuable than all of it. So, uh, <laughs> I th I thought that was pretty cool, actually, and pretty dope. So. I mean, so uh, my next question of that would be, are these guys, are the Paul brothers, or at least Jake, and I include Logan in that too, are, are these guys the McGregor, the Conor McGregor of boxing, at least as far as selling fights and knowing how to sell a fight? 
They do know how to sell fights. I don't know if I call them the McGregor of boxing, but because the fights aren't that I'm... huge, like they're not, they're not sold out venues, right? They're just they get a lot of pay per view buys. Well, yeah, pay per view buy. That's really what matters. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what matters. It does, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd call them that. Now I understand McGregor has fought, you know, the best of the best, uh, but and has, but has more times than not lost, you know, when he's actually fought the best of the best. I'll tell you this: I will consider them the uh, McGregor of boxing as soon as Tom Brady starts coming to their events. Okay. Does Brady go to Matt McGregor's events or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's in big fights, McGregor, usually. Um, well, when's the last time he won, like, a big one, though? Like, I'm, I'm seriously asking. I'm not, like, uh, trying uh, to just two, bash Conor McGregor. Two years ago, two and a half. But who? Who was it against? Like, Nate Diaz or what? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It was against Nate Diaz. They stopped it because he got cut. Nate Diaz gets cut so easy now. But yeah, that was a year and a half. No, I think it went the distance, right? Oh, I thought uh, it stopped. Because I think they fought twice, and I think it went the distance. And, yeah, McGregor just outpointed him because he, he did so well in the early rounds. But I watched that fight, and I remember thinking that this goes – I thought I thought Diaz was winning that fight, like, at the end of it. I could see why you would give it to McGregor just based on what he did those first three rounds. But if that went another round or two, Nate Diaz would have won that fight, I think. Uh, just because Connor was gassed. But, I mean, I, I think McGregor's overachieved. Uh, well, I mean, of course he has. Uh, you know, he's, what, the first multi-division champion. Just sold his uh, sold his Irish whiskey for brand for is of money. Have you tried any of that? I have not. I have not. But I like a good whiskey every now and then. But every now and then. But I mean, the they're but they're both successes. I know McGregor would hate that comparison. And and I don't mean as far as just full on ability. Conor McGregor's a he's a he was a former champion, multi division, UFC elite of elite champion fights the best of the best and that's the thing like connor may not want to win them all but he he's not he's not worried he's not scared he doesn't think he's not going to nobody is more confident than he is entering that entering that octagon but i just mean really as as far as i of course not really i of course mean as far as selling a fight goes these two they're comparable you know they know how to sell a fight and they know how to get people to tune in and i I, like and i know that they've taken shots at each other but as far as boxing it would be intriguing to see a jake paul conor mcgregor fight to me you think you think they get tyson to fight him the pauls yeah I, pay, I might pay to see that one. 
Now that would be, I mean, that would be interesting. Gosh, I would still hate to get punched by Mike Tyson. Oh, dude, I would hate it, but because the last one he was in was just an exhibition, like he wasn't going, you know, that all, you know, fully, you know, he wasn't going all out. And he was fighting a Hall of Famer, you know, Roy Jones Jr. Like he wasn't. I know it's not Roy Jones Jr. from the '90s, but But it's he's fighting Roy Jones Jr. I think if he got to fight one of the Paul brothers, he might, you know, try and make an example. <laughs> well, he he was on their podcast. Uh, I he mean, likes what they're doing, though, point. right? I, I mean, I, I think you have to. I mean, it's I mean, uh, it's people fun. are talking about boxing again, so it is a good thing, but it's not it's not true boxing. It's true boxing. I mean, they're in their boxing, but it's I mean, not. Are, but it's not elite boxing. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not. You're right, but. But that was an elite knockout, though. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, that was a that was a shot. Like so, uh, night, night. Yeah, the ringside so, view of that knockout, like where it's a little bit lower, and you could just see all the freaking sweat mist off of him, off the blow. Well, just yeah. just uh just Jake's tweet of it. I mean, he has people you know ringside taking video of it, and he of course tweeted that out. I mean, it's it's a thing of beauty, man. Um. I'd pin that thing watching on repeat for the rest of my life. So, <laughs> um, I mean, they, he, I don't know. He should be proud. It was a heck of a, it was a heck of a knockout, but I don't know. Well, it'd be cool to see it's, it's either way. It's going to be interesting to see what's next for, for them. Jake is obviously kind of the, the one to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I don't know. As far as talking and selling goes, I mean, I, I, I got to respect what, Logan Paul. How did they too. get? We've talked about this before. How did they get famous again? Uh, they're they're like, well, they're YouTubers and like I I think they're on like a Disney show, yeah, like Bizarre Bark or something, one or both of them, and they just they've capitalized on it, you know, like that they got Disney man. Yeah, well, well, but yeah, I mean they they capitalized on it, you know they got big on youtube i mean they got like logan paul has like 6.2 million twitter followers or something i mean they they have a following you know and so they're whatever they're they're doing something right and that's that's my only thing like i mean you, you like we can rip on them but man they're doing something right and it's interesting to watch and like I'm intrigued by it. I'm in, like I want to see what happens next. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't mean to rip on them. Yeah, I'm not trying to rip on them. I mean, you just... can rip on them all you want, but <laughs> but my point is, like, we can sit here and rip them to shreds all day. But I guess my point is, these guys hear that. Like, we're not the only people doing it. I, I feel like most people are doing it, but these dudes are embracing it. They're like the heel wrestler. Yeah, you know, they know they how to be are, the bad guy. They loved, like, they have learned to love it, and mm-hmm. to they've just embraced it, like the haters love me thing. They've embraced it, and they're capitalizing on it, and that's what you got to do. I mean, if you if you own it, I can respect that, yeah. you know. And these guys are owning it, and they're making bank doing it, so. I mean, I just, I, I, I don't blame them for, for continuing with it. 
why would you not? <clears throat> but um, we'll we'll get back to something else on owning it here in a bit. But jumping ship, uh, the NBA jumping sports. Uh, but the NBA is allowing replacement players. I wrote on here replacing players, so that that was the kind of warning it was for me. Uh, <laughs> allow, allowing replacement players for teams shorthanded because of COVID. Uh, I I feel like that's an easy thing to do for the NBA, just because your rosters aren't very deep anyway. Um, this is a dope hairline, by the way. Oh yeah, you like that? Yeah. See, I got a fresh cut today, McGraw yeah, Ham. I don't have fresh cuts, man. I got to do that before yeah. Christmas, so I can look good for you. Yeah, my girl Amber did this for me today over at Sport Clips in North Little Rock. Cleaned up the neckline and everything, so. You <laughs> Shout out to Amber at Sport Clips. Say what? Huh? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? So you paid for that haircut? <laughs> yes, I did pay for it. because I paid for it because I was – one, too busy, and also too lazy to want to do it myself. I mean, we, here we are at 11 p.m., you know, uh, Tuesday night recording. Sure. And because, yeah, I had, to, I had to finish up some Christmas shopping. I was like, no, I, I want to. It was getting long. It was looking like yours. I was like, I got to get this chopped off. And I knew she would do a good job. Plus, they do, she does this, like, warm towel on my face thing and, like, massaging the scalp afterwards as they're washing it all out. Cause it's a process cutting your whole ha- cutting your hair, man. When you're a bald dude, I mean, you gotta get the clippers out, do all that, um, sweep it up, take a shower. You can't just go lay down because then it's gonna go on everything. It's it's not just like boom, you're done. I mean, it's a freaking process cutting your hair as a bald dude. And I you, just didn't, wait, I didn't you want to cut like your it. hair and then just go lay down? No, I do not. <laughs> you're saying you do? No, but you use that as a scenario. I'm saying I feel like people that aren't a part of the ball community may think that. They're like, let's, uh, you just can do it yourself. And it's like, yeah, I could, but I mean, it's not just like I go get some, I go get some scissors and just cut it up and then go. Scissor me timbers, man. Yeah, something like that. We're not that kind of show, Brad. What a haircut show? Yeah, or a or yeah, something that belongs on the Pornhub. But anyway, <laughs> NBA allowing replacement players for team shorthanded by COVID. Uh, I feel like that would probably be easy to pull some dudes out of the. I don't know where you, wherever you get them from the practice squad, D League, the G League, man, they got a whole league of them. Yeah, but it'd be pretty intriguing to see the NFL do this, though. That would be, I think that would be Injury City, man. Like, oh well, yeah, a bunch of I people mean, who don't know the plays, or yeah, well yeah, it'd be but fun I mean, though. Look at the, I mean, look at Cleveland right now. They don't. They essentially yeah, they have about that. one. Yeah. They have yeah, about one that game. Cleveland essentially did that. I mean, if you if you really want to think about it, we hadn't heard this guy. Shane Falco, you know, came came out of uh they went and got him off of his boat. 
and just put him in a Browns jersey. And he went out there and, and played pretty well. What was his actual name? Like Mullins or something? Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, yeah. I mean, dude made some dude made some good plays, you know, yeah. from the highlights I saw. But I I was like, when what when was this game? Was it Monday? Yeah, it was like Monday. I think it kicked off at like three. I was gonna say I was at work when it happened. (laughs) So I didn't get to see the game. Like uh uh but yeah, a buddy of mine, I he had tweeted out like uh something like uh all these games this you know, this early on a Monday. Uh may as well start drinking. (laughs) I remember thinking (laughs) I was like, man, I wish I could had that kind of free time but hey shout out you know you can do it sure go for it but yes it would be injury it would be injury city but it would be kind of uh cool to watch i mean the the when they did it back in the whatever early 90s i mean they made a whole 30 for 30 about it you know with the redskins like the year they wanted yeah What was that called? I, I can't remember the name of it, but that was pretty interesting. And they just they just recently got like their rings, by the way. I don't know that. I mean, you can make an argument for or against them, I think, getting those. But it's yeah, they just recently got uh, got some championship rings from that season for it. Hmm. Better late than never, I guess. Yeah. I would, I, I suppose, but we'll take it. We'll take this second to, uh, once again, uh, give our shout out to sponsor Rhino races. Rhino races is a virtual race series that offers five different races, a 5k, a 10k, a half marathon, a marathon, and the Rhino ultra. How it works is you pick a race, you sign up for it at rhinoraces.com, register, Run it anytime, anywhere of your choosing. You can even do it on a treadmill. Track it with your fitness device. That's the only thing you got to do. Track your run with the, your fitness device or app. Uh, submit results on the submit results page at rhinoraces.com. Once your results are verified Rhino Races stat, by Rhino Races staff, you will be shipped your award, whether it be a medal or a custom-made trophy-style belt buckle uh, with it or by mail as soon as your as soon as your proof of completion is verified and so no uh no waiting for no waiting months for race day you earn it just whenever you choose visit rhinoraces.com sign up today and yeah i would normally have some uh i would normally have some merch to show you from them but we'll get to that next week but yeah, it, well, it'll be, uh, we'll have some cool stuff to show everybody next week via YouTube, and we'll describe it uh, as only we can, you know, for those listening to us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. But as far as the polls owning what they do, uh, did you get a glimpse of what one of the elite marathon runners did? Did you catch any... Uh, catch any news of that just on your basic news feed on your browser i did not no well elite marathon runner addy 
I can't, I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. So I'm sorry, Addie, for butchering this because, of course, I know you're listening. Uh, Zariner, maybe? It's probably Zariner. Yeah, maybe. Uh, without the question mark that I decided to throw in there on it. But Addie had quite a performance at the California International Marathon on December 5th. How it took, how this information, me being a marathon runner, how, how I'm surprised it took me this long to, to see it, but Addie had a bit of a, we'll just call it a, a shit show uh, dur during her race. She's an, she is an elite runner, I believe an Olympic qualifier as far as a qualifying time goes, but she, uh, pooped her shorts three times during during this race the first of which came at mile seven uh she said that she felt felt the urge because she didn't want to take the time to stop and use a porta potty because that would kill her time so she just said i'm just gonna let it go and she just didn't realize it was gonna be that much so she <laughs> so she did it the first at mile seven which, by the way, she finished this mar this particular marathon in two hours, forty two minutes, and forty nine seconds, which was good for thirtieth out of three thousand one hundred and thirty three women. But she did it three different times during the race, and there there's some and like she's got photos of it, like her, and she just like like looks miserable as, as she's you know approaching the finish. There are photos of it, and it's kind of funny because it looks like uh brown kt tape like it's perfectly like kind of loops like the same way like around her shin and stuff but it's very brown and it's very uh or a, a bit graphic uh I, I work in healthcare during the day so it's just another day for me but yeah so, some uh some quotes from her after the race this was my proudest finish ever she said uh, when the first poo urge struck at mile seven, uh, another quote from her said, I was like, okay, just let it come. I didn't know it was going to be so much. But the, my favorite quote from her, and, th and this should be like how Notre Dame has like a... Well, they like I'm, a champion today. <laughs> yes, how they have that. There should be poop like a champion. <laughs> Well, no, hers was this. Her, this is hers right here, my favorite one. I'm not going to drop out with shit all over me. I'm going to finish with shit all over me. And if that's not... If that's not fact, or... I mean, think about it. I mean, she's right. She's spot yeah. on. But I just... Uh, that's... I don't know. That's But she's gotten a lot of love on social media, though for myself included but uh yeah I, I was even like wow you own it you know i was like this gal is owning it and uh she like reposted it to her instagram story so i thought that i thought that was pretty dope but anyway like that that's a great quote i don't care who you are that last one <laughs> I, i'm not going to drop out with shit all over me i'm going to finish with shit all over me and that's just freaking cool. And like, she she owned it. She like she's got it all over her Instagram. Like, um, a sub three hour marathon, like by a lot. 
which is so hard to do. Um, but yeah, respect, Queen. Here's to you. Cheers. So, Addy, do your thing, but do like I do in the future, just in case. Pop two emodium before race or before the race. Is that the secret? That's what I do because I do have those issues. Like I do not eat um, the morning of a race. I don't care how long it is. I do not. I don't drink anything but water or Gatorade. And yeah, and I pop two emodium just in case because that's the last thing I want to do out there. Yeah. So. I may not go for like two days after, <laughs> but it's better than like having to do it during, at least yeah. to me, because I've done it plenty during, and I've got some interesting stories of people next to me, like at a porta potty, just hearing the things that. Oh, so you at least like stopped. Oh yeah, it's never happened to me. Like now, there was one time in particular; it was close. Um. And it was at the hog eye. It was at the hog eye half. This is in, this is back when it was in Fayetteville, Arkansas, where Bradley and I both graduated college. I was like a mile from the next porta potty. And it, like, I was cramping hard, like in the stomach. Like, it was bad. Like, <laughs> I thought, a, I thought a couple of, yes, <laughs> I thought a couple of times about, like I would look over and just see like trees and stuff like going down that bike trail. And I'm thinking, man, I could just like veer off real quick and just like let it go and then just, you know, pull them up and keep coming. But then I thought how much, and this is pretty graphic, folks, but I thought about how much it would like rub and chafe, like until I got to the next stop to like clean myself up and all that. And not to mention, I have to have that all over me the rest of the, the rest That's of the day, but um but i did think about the addy chick <laughs> but she's probably too thin it don't matter There's yeah no well, shaping. yeah i mean well when you're that when you're that elite it's uh yeah but <laughs> i mean that that's a that's amazing to me she did it three times and it was just like yeah it's... i mean hell after after the first one you got nothing to lose right i mean i suppose i mean except <laughs> more more feces you know but yeah that's that's pretty that's pretty wild but when i saw that porta potty like when i saw it in my sights when i was about to lose it it was like seeing it was like better than seeing the finish line like when you see the finish line you know you get like super excited you get this feeling come over you and you know it's uh you just get this extra juice uh adrenaline juice not poo juice, <laughs> juice. <laughs> but, but not uh but when i saw that porta potty uh yeah it was like uh it was better than seeing the finish line but that was 2013 i think it was i think it was my first ever half actually so i've done 16 hmm. since then so 16 poo since then that's not healthy I've done a lot more than that, but <laughs> yeah. So yeah, shout out to Addie. That's pretty. Yeah, that's impressive. That's a cool story. It's even cooler that she's just owned it. And yeah, I gave her a follow on Instagram and everything. I was like, no, that's that's amazing. 
like respect but because it happens people that people that do that like if you do enough of them it's gonna happen maybe not to that extent like i'm gonna stop at a porta potty like she made the choice of no i'm gonna kill my time if i stop i'm just gonna let it go and she did she just did it while running so yes yeah seems like she could have still had the sub three hour uh time (laughs) (laughs) yeah and now if you had to stop three times like she did maybe not you know but then again some people are real fast about it i'm like an old man like i need like 30 minutes like i need to like you know collect myself I consider yeah. that a rest period too. Not like during a race. During a race, I'm like, you know, 10 minutes tops. But no, like, yeah, if it's just, if I'm just doing it, yeah, I need to get 30 minutes set aside for sure. My phone, my modern day newspaper. Is this going in a direction like uh, people want it to? Or who cares, right? <laughs> Does that ever happen to you on the golf course? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So trying what do you to, do? Trying, so just what trying do you... to make it to the turn. You're trying to make it past hold nine so you can at least like have make it back to the clubhouse or some some of the nicer courses they'll have uh a bathroom like somewhere on like hole twelve or hole seven, somewhere in the middle point of you know, between the turn. But yeah, I've had it, you know, making an approach shot, just squirming like, holy crap, just get close. So if somebody can kick it in, I can run to the bathroom. Like, yeah, it's fun that way. <laughs> yeah, I would think. That's the thing about just being a, you know, well, I mean, I guess you could always like, okay, like I can't hold anymore, guys. I got to go. I'll... But you can't really play like catch up with the crew, right? Yeah. it's nope. just, You got you to go meet them at the next one or whatever. I, yeah. I guess. Tell them you tell them you take you'll take the worst score. Yeah, just like yeah, give me the worst. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But um anyway, we'll get back to we'll get back to real we'll 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 get we'll get back to sports. How about that? Yeah. Just uh that doesn't involve uh fecal mm-hmm. subjects. But um Going back to the NFL, the Bucks get shut out by the Saints on Sunday. I don't know how much of that game you caught, but it was about like, uh, at least as far as the Bucks' offensive performance goes, it was about like Addie's uh, draws were at the end of her Dude, California I, International Marathon. I watched the whole game, man, and it was just, dang, injury after injury, man. You could just like watch the Bucks season slipping away <laughs> as the game went on. Yeah, but, I mean, um, those are some key losses. I mean, what? Who? Who all went out? I mean, uh, Godwin, this Godwin is now season. out for the year Fournette. with an ACL. Yeah, Fournette is he out for the season? I heard they just signed Bell. I don't know. I, I didn't even. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have an update on that as far as Fournette and, goes. That'd be another big loss for them because he's turned. Then Evans. Hopefully, they get him back before the by the playoffs. Yeah, it's uh, but know, in, injuries will do that, man. But what what are your thoughts? On, I mean, I think I th- I thought Tom had a pretty good had a pretty good like argument as far as 
Uh, that needs to be a rule change. Dude, it was every tackle, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, but you see, you see it all the time. I mean, we saw Gronk lose a season from it. Yeah. You know, uh, just when he was with the Patriots. And they're ugly hit. I mean, they're so nasty. You know, just coming yeah. in full speed, just straight for the knee. And it's not going to do good things. I know that we're trying to take concussions out of the game and all that. But, and you think about it, that's the only spot on the field where it's legal to hit to hit somebody there. Uh, being a lineman, you can't do that. No, you can't hit somebody there. Um, you can't, you can't you can't tackle a quarterback at the knees now from when Brady tore his he tore his ACL the season after they went uh, eighteen and one. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, guys are you're. I mean, we made they made those rule changes to protect the quarterbacks and to protect the star players because you want you don't want to hurt the hurt the league. You know, you don't want to hurt viewership. You don't want to hurt ticket sales and all that. This shouldn't be any different. Now I can you know just being a defensive player when I played, I can understand that. You know, and we played in a different era. You know, where all this stuff was legal. You could hit high. You could yeah. hit what's considered late now. Um, all that was fair game. Horse collaring. Like, that was the thing. When I put on some film to show my youngest brother, you know, Ben, um, our quarterback, you know, got tackled via horse collar in a game we played after, like, a 40-yard gain. And uh, Ben was like, hey, that's a horse collar, horse collar. And I'm like, yeah, that was legal back then. <laughs> it, did, it didn't become it. It did not become illegal until Roy Williams hurt Terrell Owens that playoff. Yeah. But Roy Williams made a career out of tackling people like that. Uh, the safety for the Cowboys, not the former Detroit wide, wide receiver. But, um, yeah, so I can understand why that needed to be stopped because he was tackling dudes like that every play. And it was just a matter of time before somebody got hurt. Yeah, and just and happened. Just almost purposely sitting on their feet whenever he did it to Yeah. I mean, I can understand why you need to take that out, but yeah, I mean this, this too though. And I can, I defensive players are saying, okay, where is it okay for me to tackle you? But yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. Like I, I think both sides, you, you need to get input from both sides and decide what to do. But I do think those low hits to the knees, purposely going for their knees. <coughs> Pardon me, I didn't hit my mute button on the thing. but So we got a little cough there. But, you know, I mean, the, these, these secondary players aren't trying to hurt these guys going for the knees, but they are. You know, they don't yeah, want to get hopefully fined. they're not trying to hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're not generally speaking. But I mean, they're not going high because they don't want to get fined or suspended. So I mean I can yeah. understand that where they're coming from with that. But you ask any offensive player, they're gonna say, No, I I would like hit me high. Like I I don't want to miss I may miss the rest of the game. I don't want to miss the season. Yeah. You know, like I'm playing now. I don't want to worry. I'll worry about it 
in 40 years, <laughs> you know, not, not the rest of the year when you take out my knee or blow my knee out. But I, I thought Tom made some good points. Um, at the same time, at the same time, I think you got to listen to the defensive, the defensive people too. Nice mute button. I think you got to listen to that side too, just because it, we've are they've already made it difficult to play defense in the National Football League or just in today's game. They're making it more and more offensive friendly. But at the same time, I think you can come up with a way to take down somebody without injuring them. And because that's all it's going to do, this stuff's going to continue to happen unless something is done about it. So I think a good solution would be, hey, let's, uh, let's get rid of this, but let's make, <coughs> let's make some things clear, clear as far as how we handle this and where it's okay to hit, what's an actual penalty, and what's not just necessarily a judgment call. So, anyway, moving on. Oh, well, wh what do we think of, you know, Tom going and yelling at the Saints players and or the Saints sideline, basically, as, as all this went down? I mean, that's, just, that's, uh, that's Brady, right? So Yeah. But yeah, they, they I, didn't see, I didn't see him doing that. I didn't see I didn't see him do it either, but I mean I saw a little bit of the highlights, but it just it's very Tom Brady when, when things aren't going well. But that's kind of what kind of what people that like him like about him. And yeah. I'm one of those people that like him. So it's I mean, he's just a fiery dude, man. Competitive as it gets. But uh well, I would say that's partially part of the you know partially why AB is going to remain with the team after his three-game absence because of a fraudulent COVID vaccine card. Um, yeah, I mean, who else are they going to put put out there? Yeah, they need him right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, besides, besides AB, who else is it going to be, right? Yeah, I don't know. I was like, we can't hear you shaking your Gronk. head, Brad. <laughs> like <laughs> Cameron Brayton. At least Gronk's healthy, right? As far as I know, or as healthy as you can be this time of year. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see if they can get it together. So what in the world has ha happened to the Arizona Cardinals? Two what straight losses. Now, the first of which was to pretty decent Rams team, but the most recent of which, which which happened Sunday, a 30-12 to 12 loss to the Detroit Lions and wasn't close the whole game. That's two in a row. What's happened to Arizona? What's happened to Kyler? I mean, what's happened to, what's happened to that team? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't get to watch any of that game. I was uh, <clears throat> having Christmas at Grandma's. Uh, but I looked on my phone and the, you know, the headline was, you know, Arizona loses to Detroit. And I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe Detroit won on the last second field goal or touchdown or something. Now, now I looked at the score and I was like, what the, yeah, 
No, it what was like, I don't know what like happened, man. Twenty-seven to seven or twenty, yeah, twenty-seven to three at one point. Like it was, it was. I think it was twenty-four to three at one point. But it was Hopkins was out, right? So they, Hopkins is out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Really? Uh, oh yeah. Late, they, at least the rest of the regular season. I think they shut him down for the rest of the regular season. Um, so it was just Kyler just throwing picks, or I I didn't see any of the games just because it wasn't on any any local broadcasting. But um, either way, I mean, you lost handily to the Detroit Lions. You yeah, know, you lost. Yeah, you lost by three scores. Three <laughs> three scores to the worst worst team in football. I don't know. It, it's them or the Jags. I mean, they're they're right up there. Well, now it's the Jags for sure. So yeah. They get they they're getting that number one pick. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, say what you want about Detroit's coach. I, I can't remember the guy's name. But I mean they play hard. They they play for yeah. them. So I mean you got you gotta give them that. Um but yeah that 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 was that was pretty surprising to say the least, and I don't know. We'll see if they can get it together. But I mean, in, see, injuries are going to do that, man. You lose your, and I don't know if I'd say he was their top target at this point. I mean, what? I mean, that's the thing. They got they kind of got playmakers. Just Christian Kirk is like their third option, you know? Yeah, he. I mean, he stepped in and did pretty good. I mean, he lit it up on my bench. Uh, you know, just like he always does. But who was? I mean, I wasn't going to start him anyways. Like, well, I just yeah. I remember Christian Kirk from getting a billion fantasy points every time he played Arkansas while he was at Texas. A&M. Yeah, I was fixing. I just remember him killing us. Yeah, every time like, he played against us. for like eight seasons. It felt like I was like, mm-hmm. when is this dude going to graduate, man? Like, yep. I'm, I'm tired of seeing this dude just <laughs> lighting <laughs> us up, man. It got old. It's like, dude, go to the NFL. Like, leave. Like, yeah, go. Yeah, get two hit out of here. Two game winning touchdowns. Two hundred. It felt like. Yeah. But anyway, two straight losses for Arizona. Packers are solely in first place now. You know, it, it, and as far as the conference goes, but I think they'll get it together, man. I think it might have just been like the bad day at the office. Kind of deal like we've talked about a couple of weeks back. They're going to have to get healthy if they're going to do that. But, I mean, they got some nice players. I like Kyler uh, as far as a player at least. Um, he's he's not the most well-talked-about guy as far as a leader, but I don't know. I'm not there. Um, but there's probably some truth to that report, so that's why they have them. But – uh, we'll we'll see if they can get it together. They need to get hop right, and then hopefully everybody else can get right. But you know, I like watching them as a team when they're playing yeah. well. But that's a bad loss. But uh, one team that has gotten it together, Kansas City, they won their seventh straight, seven straight now for Kansas City. It looks like they and they are in sole possession of first place out of the AFC. So. That's a pretty intriguing – if that actually happened, uh, Packers-Chiefs in the Super Bowl, man, that would be quite a highly rated Super Bowl, I would think. Oh, yeah, that'd be sweet. Like that – yeah, that would be 
that would be a lot of fun. Two surefire Hall of Famers at quarterback going at it. But uh, I don't know about two sh- two surefire Hall of Famers, but uh, two surefire Hall of Fame. I don't know, just probably cool dudes. The the Dailies, John Daly and his and his son. I can't. I, I don't know his son's name, but John Daly. It's Junior. John Daly the second. We'll just go John and Junior then. All right, Double J taking the PNC championship. Championship belts. What do you think of those like little those little championship belts I got after? Is that a, is that just a a new that's is that a new thing in golf? I assume like a one time only thing. Let, that's like, the first time play. I've seen them. I don't know if it's <clears throat> I don't know if it's a a new thing or not. I mean, for all I know, it's a tradition that dates back hundred years. So. <laughs> what look championship yeah, probably, belts? It probably just a got little bigger than a normal belt. Yeah, I thought they would. Thought they could be a little bit bigger, but probably could be a little bit bigger. Bigger. They just look kind of cute the size that they were. Yeah, like they don't have to be over the top, like um, like what you see, you know, wrestling. But yeah, they could have been a little bit bigger. Still pretty cool though. I still would have won one. Hey, it was it was actually good golf, man. I mean, you had uh, Tiger and his son Charlie playing, and uh, Justin Thomas and his dad. I mean, it uh, it was pretty close there. It's it's pretty good golf. Pretty good, pretty fun to watch. I'm sure it was good Uh, golf. You're naming off all these great golfers out there golfing. I'm like, it was actually pretty good golf, I would think. But yeah, it was. It's always nice, you know, to see uh, someone representing Arkansas out there winning the thing. I mean, every day, every day you seen there was somebody wearing Arkansas. Think on Saturday, they were both wearing their their Razorback pants and uh, Razorback shirts. Yeah, that's dope. We pig bye bye oh yeah but anyway that's that's pretty cool to to see that happening what like what is pnc what does that stand for professional i don't know <laughs> <laughs> professional yeah i'm not even gonna take a stab at it um sponsor maybe i don't know but i don't know Anyway, so uh, you were going over some uh, scores that we had tonight. Lakers got beat by the Suns by like 18, you said? 18. I think it was like 108 to 90 or something like that. Alabama Alabama basketball got upset by Davidson. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Steph was pretty pumped up on that one. Uh, Sure. Let's see. I think the – Of course – our Razorbacks got beat by Hofstra over the weekend in Little Rock. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, we don't want to. That's all I'm going to say about it. They won tonight, though. They won against... tonight against Elon Musk's. Musk's. Yep. He started his school. own university. And the uh, Rams and Eagles, they both won their games tonight. And uh, who, who was it the Eagles played? Who was it they both played? Uh, Eagles beat uh Washington, and the Rams beat the Seahawks. Okay, so so nothing, no big time matchups tonight. While we were shooting this podcast, uh, otherwise we would have been watching that, just like you fine folks. But 
So those are some scores from this evening. Although the Christmas Day game previews look pretty cool from. Uh, hopefully they still have them. So. Yeah, hopefully. But uh, as far as the, I mean, in the NFL, it's Browns at Packers, Indy at Arizona. I mean, yeah, it's football. I watch it. But the NBA always has some big games, and it's no different this year, assuming we have them. Uh, Nets are at Lakers at 7 p.m. Christmas Day. That's uh, Central Standard Time, um, as all these times are. But the big one to me is the one before that, which is Warriors at Suns at 4 p.m. So yeah, that'll that be, should be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Should be, anyway. Uh, I'll take the Warriors in that, but... It's just gonna it's gonna be fun to watch. But we'll uh we'll end this with since it is our Christmas episode, as you folks can see with my lovely outfit. Um we'll we'll talk about personally our mine, Graham Zachary Powell and Bradley D. Money Brown's favorite Christmas in our lifetimes. So Brad go first. What was your favorite Christmas? man it was it was probably whenever i was five ghostbusters was freaking huge at the time and i freaking huge freaking huge and i remember getting like the full setup i had the freaking the backpack the uh with the gun on it the the proton pack and then i got the the car and a couple of action figures to go in it super pumped and i also got the ghost trap that you could like stomp on the pedal and the doors open freaking sweet man i actually got that too i got that exact same thing i don't remember when i got it i don't think it was for christmas i can't yeah but i had all that for your birthday you're at you have one of them fall birthdays yeah possibly um there's a no i have like a portrait like my mom or somebody had portraits of me in that outfit oh yeah i got the i got a jumpsuit too like a tan yeah. jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah and i have this real corny smile and they made me turn my head a weird way you know like the guy oh made me do my prom pictures or no my graduation picture made me look Dude, so dumb. somewhere somewhere i know there's a picture of me in like full like get up and i'm like holding my gun posing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's I, yeah, I'll definitely my, have to find that one. It was in my grandma Jules' house uh, forever. Uh, who knows what happened to it? I'm sure it's long since been gotten rid of, fortunately. But because I don't want to see it, mine. I I, could, I can't tell you my age. I can tell you my age range. I had to be probably around nine years old or so. Uh, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, probably about nine, eight or nine years old. It was when I was living on Fairview Street in Lone Oak in the red brick house. And I got a Sega Genesis for Christmas along with my first CD player. And dang, you got a CD player that, that early? I got a CD player and a Sega Genesis same morning yeah i walked out in the living room and there it was from santa claus uh yeah cd player and sega genesis with all the cool with everything i wanted music wise and game wise uh mortal Kombat, sonic hedgehog 2 
Um, I listened to, I was into country music back then, so I got a lot of country music stuff, which is kind of funny because I can't stand country music now, but I loved it back then. <laughs> so yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a Dwight Yoakam CD, a Clint Sweet. Black, a Clint Black CD, uh, John Anderson. Do you remember him? Yeah. Yeah. I had that. I don't, uh, yeah, but you remember the uh, Garth Brooks greatest hit CD? It was like his face with like the American flag, yes, <laughs> on it. That's yeah, terrible. I got that for Christmas one year. That I was, was never, awesome. a, I was never a Garth Brooks fan. <clears throat> Even when I like country, I never liked Garth I, Brooks. I wasn't until I got that CD. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's like oh, okay, Santa, Santa thinks I should listen to Garth Brooks, so I guess I'm gonna listen to Garth Brooks. Yeah, I, that was a that was a very memorable like Christmas, just because I mean I got all the, everything I wanted, but um, yeah, like I remember like that whole kind of break too, like the Christmas break. I, I think I like that's the first time I remember watching the movie Scrooged, like with Bill Murray. Oh yeah, and I just remember being like, oh, this is dope. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> like it's funny <laughs> and. Uh, not not like the you know typical happy-go-lucky christmas movies i was used to seeing i'm a little kid and i'm thinking oh i was sitting there watching it with my dad you know of course mm. but anyway that that was definitely my favorite christmas uh hands down always will be um you know like assuming i don't get kids or something and do the oh what's my, you know how dads are mm, or parents yeah uh, maybe, maybe one day yeah. i haven't ruled it out yeah cross that bridge and get to it but if and when <laughs> but um okay as far as christmas movies go what's our favorite christmas movie what's the best one what's our favorite at least in our perspective uh dude uh Man, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Me be Home Alone or Elf. Yeah, it'd probably be the same for me. I'm gonna go with Elf. Um, nah. I have to pick one, but there's several up there. Yeah, Elf is probably number one for me. Home Alone's definitely up there. It's definitely top three. Like uh, I remember thinking, like whenever I watched Home Alone, like it was a big deal, like because it finally came to video, and I'd been hearing so much about this movie. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> so, saw yeah. Home Alone two in theaters. Dang. Yeah. So yeah, it was a big deal. Uh, Scrooged is in my top five. I don't know if it's just that. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily top five as far as quality, but it's just a nostalgia thing for me. But if I'm, that's not the question. It's what's my favorite Christmas movie. I'm going to go with Elf. And so are we a side? And so are you a cider or hot cocoa person? Hot cocoa. See, I had the choice. I was given the choice on a, when I was younger, I would have said hot cocoa. But at the Christmas party Friday at work, uh, we went and got our like, you know, gift from the company and, and it's like, here, you want some? And they tried to, like, give me all this food. And I was like, I don't need that. And they were, like, kind of offended. Like, why don't you want any? You want to take our food? 
And it was like, no, I just don't want any food. I don't want any of your food. But it was popcorn. It's like, I ate like an hour ago. <laughs> like, a, so I was like, I'm not, I'm not hungry. I was like, yeah, let me get some of that cider. Like, I had the cider cocoa choice. I went with the cider. So I'm, I'm thinking, and I've done that the last several times, the last several, you know, holiday seasons that I've had the option because you always have the option cider or cocoa or wassail. Wassail is, is often said around here. Um, Never heard it. <laughs> well, my mom says it. So yeah. It sounds like something Marge would say. Yeah. Um, Want to go ask a wassail? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's pretty. Can't hear you. Pretty spot on, yeah. yeah. Um, I just like how the closet door is open there, and it—I mean, I just want like a—I'm waiting for a head to pop out or just see some eyeballs or something. Man, it even has a creepy sound as it closes. But this isn't the Halloween episode. <laughs> but I'm Team Cider now, so. But all right, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't go as Merry well Christmas. as I would. I thought happy it would holidays. out more. And, but yes, happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. It's late here. We're out. Episode 11, Shoe Booty Sports. 12 Whole season is upon us. Yes. Double digits now. Episode Deuce, episode Tom Brady, episode Aaron Rodgers will be out next week. Till then, yeah. deuces. See you. She. Hey.